Well, welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Greg, and I am so glad that you are listening right now. Listen, man, life is hard, but we are here to help you. And so I hope you enjoyed today's message. And man, our, our, our real prayer and our real hope is that, that the message today will help you take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Several years ago, a guy, middle-aged guy, he, he shows up at Miami Church on a, on a Sunday morning. Now, it is obvious that he does not want to be here. He's only here because his wife wanted him to be here, and he's trying to be nice to her, but he does not want to be at Miami Church on a Sunday morning. He sits in the back, I mean the back row, and his body language is like arms crossed, staring at the ceiling, or head down, staring at the floor. It's one of those guys, you know, as a public speaker, as a communicator, it's the kind of guy you look at from the stage and you think, I should find something else to do. And so this is my first encounter with him. He's sitting in the back, arms crossed, staring at the ceiling, staring at the floor. He doesn't want to be here. But over time, I develop a friendship with this guy. And clearly, there is something stirring inside of him. I mean, it's like churning over and over inside of him. And he's wrestling and he's questioning and he's wondering and he's seeking and he, he would say to me, he would say this to me, he would say, uh, Greg, I believe you believe. Like, I don't get it, I'm not sure, I mean, Jesus, church, God, the Bible, I, ju I just don't know. But, but I believe you believe. I believe that you're sincere. I believe that it's really real to you. What's interesting, over time, after months and even Years, more recently, he has started saying to me, Greg, I, I want to believe. I want to believe. I don't get it. It, it doesn't fully make sense yet, but, but I want to. I want to understand. I want to feel. I want to experience what you're talking about. Like, what is that? I mean, something stirring inside of him. He doesn't really have all the words to explain it or to express it. And honestly, he's keeping it at arm's length because he doesn't want to do full business with it because it's disruptive and it will disrupt his way of life. Now, for some of you who are, who are watching, who are listening right now, you, you can relate. You can relate to this middle-aged guy. You would say, hey, Greg, that's true. I, I mean, I feel the same way. I just don't know. I'm not sure. But, but Greg, there's something. There's something that stirs inside of me. There's something that churs, churns inside of me at the core. And it's, it's a little unsettling. It's a bit disruptive. And I just can't shake it. What is that? I'll never forget one Sunday morning here at 2150. At the end of our gathering, I was at Connect Point. If you've ever been here at 2150, you know in the back, back by the TVs, we have what we call Connect Point. It's where we love to connect with people, with new people. We love to pray with people. We love for people to, to bring us their Connect card. And, and it's this first step to connecting to our church. And so I'm at Connect Point one Sunday, and this 20-something young woman, she, makes, she just makes a direct line for me, and we begin this conversation. 
And she begins telling me about her childhood faith, her faith in God. But see, her childhood faith, it was not holding up under the reality of her adulting world. And the rigor, the reality of life, it was chipping away, it was eating away at her childhood faith faith and she was struggling and she was straining and I was sitting there talking her eye to eye and I could see the tension in her face. I could hear the struggle in her words and she was barely hanging on. In fact, she was fighting back tears. She was grasping for words to explain what she was feeling inside and it was like she was hoping. I mean, right here in this room, she was hoping that that something would, would happen. I mean, she was looking, she was searching, she was hoping she would hear something or feel something that could reignite her faith, some kind of spark, some glimmer of hope. But as she was talking to me, she was stuck, and she was looking, and she was searching, and something was stirring and churning inside of her at her core, and she could not shake it. I mean, what is that? Something stirring inside of her. She didn't really have the words to describe it. She could not put the words to her feelings. It was more like a, a noise, like a, ah. Oh. But, but she felt stuck. And she was looking. Just some kind of hope. Any glimmer of hope. I mean, maybe you can relate to her. You... you you maybe you have now or sometime in the past you've had similar feelings where you go Greg I just don't know I'm not 100% certain I have so many questions I have so many doubts I have so many fears I have so much uncertainty what is that now this is where there's usually someone like a, a friend or a relative or a coworker maybe some pastor, preacher type, where this is where usually there's someone that says, and this is usually not helpful, but they say something like this. Well, you just got to have faith. Or, or where's your faith? Faith. Now, where I grew up, it, it, was, it, was, more, it, was, more, it was more like this. Right? Well, you, you just got to have faith, brother. And, and the hand gesture was, was kind of a requirement to the statement. Faith. You just got to have faith. Like, where's your faith? I mean, what is that? Like, oh, okay, you just got to have faith. Like, where do I get that? Where do I find that? Is it at Target? Can I get it on Amazon? Is it Prime? I mean, maybe on some level, we kind of get this. Like, you get this idea of faith. You got to have faith, brother. But, but it honestly just seems a bit confusing, or to be real honest, it just seems a bit oversimplistic. You just got to have faith. I mean, that's it. That's your answer, faith. I mean, maybe an easier way for us to understand this or an easier way for us to, to frame this conversation is, is this word. I think this word sums it up, confidence, confidence. See, the 20-something-year-old young woman who was talking to me at Connect Point, what, what she was really saying was, hey, Greg, at one point, at one time, when I was younger, when I was a kid, when I was a student, I had confidence. I had faith. I had confidence in God. I had faith in God. But, but Greg, now, 
now that I'm an adult, now that I'm older, now that I'm adulting, now that I'm living in the real world, Greg, I just don't know. I just don't know. And I have too many questions and I have too many doubts. And there's just so many, so many questions and doubts and I'm struggling and it's stirring inside of me, but I don't know what to do with it. And I'm looking for something to hold on to. I'm looking for some kind of handle. May I ask you a question? Maybe it's a bit personal, but how is your confidence in God? I mean, if I were to ask you right now, why don't you rate your confidence in God? Like zero being like none, no confidence. Ten being like I am fully 100% confident. What number would you give your confidence in God? Zero to ten. Now, my goal here in doing this is not for you to feel any kind of shame or guilt. It's not to make you feel bad. In fact, I'm just looking for you to give yourself an honest assessment. Where am I in my confidence in God? On a zero to ten scale today, right now, where am I? See, you're, you're, you're listening right now, and, and there's something stirring inside of you. You're exploring, you're asking, you're questioning, you're seeking, and I'm just wanting you to kind of get a, a, a feel for where you are. Where am I on my faith journey? Where am I in my confidence? God, zero to ten. See, when we talk about the idea of faith, faith in God, you got to have faith, brother. You need more faith. What we're really talking about is the idea of confidence. See, faith is confidence. Faith is just confidence or trust in a person or a thing. Faith, confidence. Now, Today we're starting a new message series that we're so excited about. It's really a conversation that we're calling Starting Point. And we've been praying about this, thinking about this for for months, really almost a year. And it's a conversation about the idea of faith, the idea of confidence, your faith, your confidence. And we want this to be a conversation about your faith, your confidence in God. And, and really the, the, the heartbeat of this, the desire, the goal of this is to inspire you, to encourage you, to motivate and challenge you and me and all of us really to go after and to pursue our questions, our doubts, our fears, to lean into our uncertainties when it concerns God and Jesus. See, to kind of help us all move past the idea of being stuck or stalled. See, the goal, the heartbeat behind this is for you to pursue deeper levels of faith and for you to take your next step in your faith journey. See, my desire, my prayer, my goal is that that you will just be honest, that you'll just kind of get real with yourself and that, and that you will ask, where am I on my faith journey? Like, where am I? Like, really, where is my confidence on a, on a scale? And just to, to own it, to know it, to acknowledge it, not for guilt and shame, but just to ask for, for clarity. Like, what's keeping me from? I mean, what is it that's holding me back? Where am I today? Now, I'll never forget when I was in third grade, uh, one of my teachers, this guy, was, his name was Mr. Ray, and he was, he was really smart. 
He gave this illustration that I can remember all of these years later. In fact, I remember the room. We were on in this room on the second floor of a building, which is similar here, like I'm at at 2150 right now. And he says, hey, if I were to go outside and go to the ground level, and you were standing in an open window here on the second floor, and I opened my arms, and I said, jump, jump, I'll catch you, what would you do? I remember thinking as a third grader, I don't think so. Then I remember he said this, now Greg, what if your dad, what if your father did the same thing? Now for context, I have a great relationship with my dad. He's always been very involved and engaged in my life. I have complete trust and confidence in him. And, and Mr. Ray said, what if your dad went around to the ground floor and you were in the second floor and he opened his arms and he said, jump, I'll catch you. I remember thinking as an eight-year-old kid, well, I would jump. Well, what's the difference? Trust, faith, confidence. See, here's the good news. This is good news for me. It's good news for you. Wherever you are on your faith journey, whatever number, zero to ten, that, that you rated your confidence in God, the good news is that God wants you to find Him. God wants you to know Him. God wants you to have ten-plus confidence in Him. That's His goal. In fact, there was a guy named Paul. We talk about Paul all the time. He was the Apostle Paul, and he was known in history as maybe the greatest spokesman for, for Jesus, for Christianity. And he had this conversation with a group of people who knew nothing about Jesus. And this conversation takes place in Athens, Greece, only about 20 years after the events of Jesus' life on earth. And I want us to take a couple of minutes and to, to look at it, to listen into this conversation as recorded by Luke, who is a Greek medical doctor. Now, it's become known as the book of Acts, and we're going to be looking at chapter 17. And, and first, Luke kind of gives you some context to the conversation, Acts 17, 16. He says, Paul is waiting in Athens for Silas and Timothy, and he looked around the city, and he saw that the people in the city had many idols. And when Paul saw this, he became upset. Okay, he's in Athens, Greece. He's waiting. He's got time on his hands, so he's kind of being a tourist. He's walking around, and he sees all of these idols, like hundreds of statues of gods everywhere. And so Paul, verse 17, went to the Jewish meeting place, and he talked with the Jews, and he also talked with the Gentiles who now worship God. And Luke says that every day he went to the marketplace in the city, and he talked with people there. And he talks to those who follow God, he talks to those who don't, and he's talking with people. And Luke tells us what Paul is actually talking about, verse 18. He says, there were also some teachers there who talked to Paul. And they taught people about what they should believe. And some of them were called Epicureans and some were called Stoics. And they said to each other, who is this silly man? He knows nothing uh, and he talks too much. But some of the teachers said, hey, we think he's talking about the gods of a foreign people. And they said this because Paul was telling him the good news about Jesus. He was also talking about the time when God will cause dead people to live again. And Paul is telling the good news about Jesus. And this was a new message to them. They had never heard it. And Paul is saying, hey, Jesus, he's the son of God. He was, he was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect life. He taught he healed, he loved, but ultimately he was arrested, he was beaten, and they put him on a Roman cross, and on that cross they nailed him to it, and he died, and they buried him, they put him in the tomb, but friends, let me tell you, he didn't stay in the tomb. On the third day he rose again, and Paul told him about the resurrection of Jesus. 
And these Athenians in Greece, they were like, what? We've never heard this anymore, but we want to know more. So Luke tells us they asked Paul to go with them to the Areopagus, the hill, and they, they wanted him to speak to the city's important officers who met him there. And the officers said, these strange ideas you were teaching surprise us. Please explain to us these ideas. What do they mean? And so Paul stands up. And here he goes. He's ready to go. Verse 22, it says, Paul stood up in front of the important officials of the city. And he said to them, people of Athens, I see that you have many gods. There are idols. There are statues everywhere. And Paul says, hey, guys, you have this natural curiosity. There's something stirring inside of you. I mean, you believe in something, right? There's something higher. There's some kind of supreme being. And Paul says, I have never seen so many statues to the gods. I mean, guys, you guys are curious. You're wondering. You're seeking. You're looking. There's something churning inside of you. And Paul said in verse 23, I've walked around your city. I see that you've built many special places where you worship your gods. In fact, I saw one altar with it on a notice on it said, to the God that we don't know. This shows that you want to worship a God that you don't know. Now, I will tell you about this God, the unknown God, the God that we don't know. This is kind of a just in case. We don't want to miss one, just in case. And Paul now is going to explore their curiosity. See, their, their natural questioning, their, their seeking, their, their wondering, their curiosity, that, that natural questioning, seeking, wondering, curiosity that's inside of all of us. It's inside of you. It's inside of me. And Paul says, the true God made the earth and everything that's in it. He rules everything in heaven and earth. He doesn't live in buildings made, that are made by humans. People make things to give to God, but God does not need anything like that. It is God himself who causes everyone to live. He gives them everything that they need. God first made one man, and from that one man, he made all the different groups of people. He caused them to live in different places all over the world. He decided where each group of people should live. He also decided how long they should live in each place. And look what he says. Pay attention. Look closely. Look real closely what he says here. He says 27. God did this so that people would look for him, that they would try very much to find him. He wanted people to find him. Really, God is near to each of us. And Paul noted that curiosity regarding God was universal, that this stirring, this seeking, this, this looking, Paul says there's something in every human that wonders and questions and seeks. It's in you, it's in me. And Paul says, but here's the good news. Here's the great news for you. Wherever you are on your faith journey, wherever you rated your confidence in God between zero and 10, the good news, according to the Apostle Paul, is that God actually wants to be found so that people would look for him and find him. God wants you to find him. And Paul says he's near, he's close, he's here. And he wants you to find him. And he wants me to find him. In fact, Paul says that God wants to be found so much that he entered creation in the form of a human, Jesus. 
And he wants to be found so much that he entered creation and he took on flesh and blood the form of a human in the name of Jesus. And this God-man came to explain what God is like. In fact, this God-man, Jesus, came to show what God is like. And he came to connect and to reconnect and to reconcile all of us, all of humanity to himself and to God. And Paul's message to you and to me is God did this so that people would seek him and that they would reach out to him and find him and that they would find him even though he's not far away. Jesus, this name that none of the Athenians had had ever heard, Jesus. It's common in 2021, this this Jewish carpenter who never traveled more than 100 miles from his birthplace. He never wrote a book. He never raised an army. He was a public figure for less than four years before being crucified by Rome. Yet Jesus, he remains the subject of endless conversations, debates, books, movies, and controversies. Who is Jesus? What makes his life and his teaching so unique? What sets him apart? Why do millions of people from cultures all over the world continue to follow him? The question Paul left them is the question anyone exploring faith must answer. Who is Jesus? This is the question. This is the question that serves as the starting point for the Christian faith. Who is Jesus? What do I think about Jesus? And friends, we are inviting you on a journey together this fall for the next couple of months. Starting point, a conversation about faith, a conversation about confidence in God. And we are inviting you to seek, to wonder, to explore, to dive into your curiosity, your questions, your doubts, your fears. We are praying that God will open your eyes, he will open your ears, he will open your heart and your mind to him, to to who he is, to how much he loves you, because he's here. He's close, and he's in the room, and he wants you to know him, to find him. He's not hiding so you can't find him, he's actually here. And he wants you to know him. And God, I pray for every single person that's listening to my voice right now. God, I know that you're pursuing them. I know that you love them. I know that you're intimately acquainted with all their ways. You know their thoughts before they thank them. You know the number of hairs on their head. God, I pray that you would just open eyes. You would open ears. You would open hearts. God, you're here. I pray that we would see you, that we would know you. I pray that we would do, as Paul said, that we would reach out to you because you're close. You're right here. You're in the room. And so, God, I pray that we will go on this journey together of exploring and seeking and asking questions, exploring doubts, exploring curiosity, God, and that we would all take our next step in our faith journey. God, that we would take our next step in our confidence in you. And God, I can pray this only because of Jesus, and it's his powerful name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at mywechurch.com. Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.